0: welcome everyone to today's devotion Uh, we are in acts chapter 10 which looks at the story of cornelius which is an important event particularly in the unfolding drama of the early church because now the gospel is going to the gentiles and this is a big hang-up for uh, lifelong jews as this chapter will show there there was a distinction between jewish and gentile and the gentiles were always on the outside even those who wanted to adopt judaism They were never true Jews. I want to bet that if if you grew up in a small town, I grew up in a small town. And um, if you grew up in that small town, you were one of them. But if you came in from the outside, no matter how long you stayed, perhaps, you were never going to be one of them. Right? It's it's uh, too more of extreme in, 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 in this context of the first century. So, so what we have here is Cornelius. We meet him in verse 1. Uh, he is described as a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort, a devout man who feared God with all his household, gave alms generously to the people, and prayed continually to God. So he is what we call a God-fear. Now, there's two types of... Jewish converts, if you will. One is a proselytite. The other is a God I get the two mixed up. But but I think I believe a proselytite would be one that 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 buys into the entire Jewish system and law, including circumcision and the dietary laws. God-fears are those who who believe in Judaism, read their Old Testament, pray, uh, engage in the celebrations and the holidays and the festivals and all that. But they stop at the dietary laws and the uh, act of circumcision, among other things. And so they're they're still outside of the the covenant in terms of a racial sense, but they do adopt Jewish theology and faith. Well, that's Cornelius. He's a god-fearer. He's faithful uh, as as a worshipper and raising his family in in a good home. And then we see um, that he is told by God to to go get. Simon Peter it says, verse six, he is lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. Now we met Simon the tanner yesterday at the end of chapter nine, uh, and and this is the only purpose that Simon the tanner exists. For one, it connects the healing of Tabitha or Dorcas and the conversion of of uh, Cornelius. But this Simon Peter apparently knew Simon the tanner and would stay at his house. Uh, but while people are going to get Peter, Cornelius' representatives are going to go get Peter. Peter has this vision that is very important in the history of the church. Uh, it says end in verse 10, he fell into a trance and saw the heavens open as something like a great sheet descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, by no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him again a second time. What God has made clean, do not call common. So what you have here is uh, God explaining or Jesus explaining that all things are clean. In this instance, he's speaking uh, uh, specifically about food. So, this is why you and I eat bacon to the glory of God, right? In the Jewish world, you need not eat pork, any kind of pork, uh, even bacon. I mean, they'd never tried bacon, therefore, can we really say they ever really did eat? But... But that was a a, a very important Jewish law. The dietary laws were very important to the Jews. But now Jesus saves all clean. Now, we saw some of this in the Gospels, particularly Mark, where it's made explicitly clear that Jesus taught this. At least he hinted at it in in his public teaching. But nevertheless, it's it's made um, very formal here. But as we'll see, this legal issue will become a theological issue. If all foods are clean, then all of mankind is made clean. That is to say that for the Jew, we're clean and the Gentiles are unclean. So, so if you want to be a good Jew, avoid them. Right? This is tribalism. We see it now. Right? So if you're a Trump supporter, you've got to avoid uh, those who voted for the other side. If you didn't vote for Trump, then, then you've you got to avoid people who, who did vote for Trump. We do it with sports and communities and nationalities and race and, and genders and everything else. We, we're still doing this today. And what we see here is a theology that the Lord uh, God is Lord over everything. And he's declared all things clean. And therefore, this is about more than just food. It's about people. So Peter must take the gospel, not just to Jews, but also the Gentiles. And so he's approached. He's told to come visit uh, Cornelius, down the verse 27, as he talked with him, he went in and found many persons gathered. These would be predominantly Gentiles. And he said to them, you yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or to visit an anyone or another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. Now notice there, he wasn't told not to call any person unclean, but not to call food unclean. But Peter gets the theological message. If all foods are clean, all people are clean. Because what you eat was a sign of who you really are. So it says there, verse 29, When I was sent for, I came without objection. I asked them, why did you sin for me? And Cornelius explains, we want to hear the gospel. And Peter gives them the gospel, starting in verse 34. Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. By the way, that was true even before the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. Paul will talk about the true sons of Abraham, which are ultimately fulfilled in, in, in Christ. But but we see here that, that here is a man who's praying continually, living faithfully, though he... He hasn't bought into completely the Jewish system. The the true faith was more than racial or ethnistic Judaism. It was was about the heart. Uh, Go on down. I just want to summarize what he says. Verse 39. Uh, We are witnesses of all that he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They, that would be the Jews there, notice, they put him to death by hanging him on a tree. We talked about the significance of emphasizing the tree, haven't we? Uh, But God raised him on the third day and made him to appear. Um, So he he emphasizes death and resurrection. Then he concludes in verse 43, To him, that is Christ, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. That's the key. The person and work of Jesus is who he is and what he's done and how that is good news for you and me. We receive forgiveness of sins. And so he explains the gospel story and calls for a gospel response. Jesus Christ has come, lived the perfect life that you cannot live, died a death that you should have died, was raised again, given his victory over sin, death, and and the devil. And and upon repentance and faith, through his forgiveness of sins, through his victory in Christ, will you not accept this? That's the simple gospel message. And then what we see, starting in verse 44, is, is the same event that took place in Jerusalem, that took place in Judea, Samaria, Galilee, now takes place among the Gentiles. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among these circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed, because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? He commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Let, let me just emphasize one thing. And that is, notice Peter gets it. There is no difference between us and them. What breaks down the barriers of human division is the gospel of Christ. You want to know why we've added and and entrenched the barriers of our society? We've gotten away from the gospel message and it will get worse apart from a revival of repentance. Pray it comes. But this is a significant event in the history of church. And this is going to be an area of division in the early church. But it begins right here, with the conversion of Cornelius. Hope to see you guys here tomorrow.